from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louis B. All right, well, we are just hours away from CFL Free Agency opening and to discuss everything that's been going on the last few weeks, I thought, who better than the CFL on TSN's Glenn Suter and uh, Suits. You got to love this time of year that we get to talk about the CFL, that there's lots of conversations, there's buzz, there's interest. This is just a great time of year for CFL fans. It is, and it's. Uh, I think it's not just this time of year, but this year in particular because of what we went through that you know, we're I, I, every day I feel so fortunate that we got the Grey Cup in when Omicron hit right after the Grey Cup and it locked things down again. So, you know, when you think about what the last two years looked like and when we lost football for a season and then this season free agency and there's some big names out there. I mean, there was, you know, the top guys in the league have either re-signed or there's a couple still on that should be on the market when we open up here. And it, it makes for that much more excitement for the fans and discussions and, and debates just like we're going to have right here. <laughs> uh, well, there, there's always been a debate in Hamilton since 2019 about the quarterbacks. And we'll start there because the Ticats made their decision at quarterback, signing Dane Evans to extension, releasing Jeremiah Masoli. And, and I, I think we should start with a, an appreciation for what Jeremiah Masoli did in his time here in Hamilton. There's only three quarterbacks who have thrown for more passing yards in Hamilton. There's only two who have thrown more completions. Uh, just, just your reflection on the, the legacy uh, of Jeremiah yeah. Masoli in Hamilton. Well, I think it's outstanding. And, and what jumps out for me maybe you, is something that you can't really measure, which is, how he managed the quarterback room, how both he and Dane worked together to get the Hamilton Tiger Cats to the Grey Cup in back-to-back years. I mean, when we count the missed season, but in 19 and 21. So, you know, when you when you think about the leadership qualities of Jeremiah, uh, I think it, it goes without saying. I mean, it's, it's something that he, he'll carry on to Ottawa, and will make their team better. And that's what stands out for me with both those quarterbacks. But Jeremiah, you can almost compare him a little bit to Zach Kolaris when you when you look at how an injury took him off this great trajectory and then sort of flattened out his curve a little bit. But you know that the potential is still in there. So Ottawa gets a great player, but it's also good for Hamilton to sort things out and have a true number one in Dane Evans. I like the decision and, you know, Dane's going to take that team a long way as long as he stays healthy. Matthew Schultz signing as a quarterback and, you know, just a a great quality backup for, for Dane Evans and uh, had a great conversation with him. He's, he's so good for the CFL too. Let's talk about some of the other moves the Ticats have made defensively. Uh, that linebacking crew is back, re-signing Simone Lawrence and Jovan Santos-Knox. The secondary with Cariel Brooks and Tunde Adelike, Dylan Wynn. I mean, the Ticats, if, 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 if any other team had signed those names, we'd be talking about, oh, what a haul they've gotten in free agency. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I think there's two teams and the two teams that have played in the last two championships in Winnipeg and Hamilton that um, have created the culture. And you have to give credit to their head coaches and Coach O and Coach O'Shea in in Winnipeg that have created a culture where when money is close in free agency or you've got all these free agents with one-year contracts, a discussion for another time, I guess, (laughs) uh, because we all want that to go away. But 
Um, you know, when you when you talk about those two teams, they have built the culture. And maybe it's an overused term, but I think it's so important whether you're playing beer league hockey or professional football to have the chemistry and the the culture in the room where guys will say, you know, in, in instead of that ten thousand dollar raise that I probably could get in free agency, I'd rather stay here because I love this culture. This team is is moving in the right direction, has been. Now the question in Hamilton to me though, Louise, is what pushes them over the top? Because they've been knocking on the door, knocking on the door. I mean, every team in the league is trying to beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They're going into training camp this year going, how do we beat Winnipeg? That's how you have to get there. So that's going to be true for every team. But for Hamilton, being on the doorstep and one game away, a few plays away at times, what player in free agency can push them? A little more important, you know, maybe another old lineman added to the mix. Maybe a a defensive lineman like a Micah Johnson added to the mix to, to, you know, to join that great D that is already, but the core coming back to your point, the core in Hamilton, the core in Winnipeg, that's what you want to start with. And that's exactly what coach Steinhauer has done. Yeah. And uh, you know, obviously some, some big names coming back, maybe a move that will, that fly uh, flies under the radar after, you know, the, the next week, but Lamar Durant, uh, a very talented Canadian receiver, someone you saw a lot in the West, uh, you have seen a lot in the West. What do you make of this signing, and, and how can he be that ratio buster that the Ticats have been looking for on offense in, in the receiving group? Well, versatility is there. He's a guy that can run the fly sweep and those kind of plays as well. Uh, you know, So he's a great sort of all-around athlete. He's kind of like a Nick Dembski and, and Dembski in, in Winnipeg has been so valuable to just adding versatility to their offense. I think Lamar Durant can be that same player that's, you know, capable of a thousand yard season, certainly if he gets the opportunities and stays healthy and, uh, but can also play a lot of different spots, smart enough to learn a lot of different spots on the offense and you can mix and match them. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a great signing anytime you get a top Canadian in our league, as as you know, and, and this is one of them. Uh, just looking uh, around the CFL, I know we kind of started the conversation with the excitement, the buzz, but but what do you think tomorrow, what do you think Tuesday brings us? What, are you expecting kind of a flurry, big names moving places, or it, do you think like a lot of teams are happy with the success they built in 2019? Because I, I think there's a lot to be positive in, in, in for teams in 2021, excuse me, uh, getting yeah. my ears confused here. There's <laughs> a lot of positives to build on, whether it's Nathan Rourke in, in BC or what Sean Burke is doing in Ottawa. I mean, where, where do you think we go from here this week uh, with free agency? Well, I think there's a lot of different angles you can take here. First of all, the BC Lions are an interesting story right now because, you know, this is a new owner and, um, you know, Amar Doman is the new owner and he is a local BC guy. And he's a guy that built his business and his wealth in this province in British Columbia and when Michael Riley said he was retiring, you know, there's a lot of sort of speculation that, well, maybe they're just trying to, you know, not spend too much money in transition here with the new owner. That's not the case. The new owner stepped in, they signed Lucky Whitehead, they signed Brian Burnham, they signed Javon Katoy. Uh, they, they, these, are, these are key big play elements. They made the decision on Nathan Rourke, that they're going to give him an opportunity. I think this is going to be a great story going into training camp. Canadian kid, but a player, 
a guy that I think most people believe can be a starter and a star in the league. So let's see how he develops. But they're signing some players around him. The two big names, though, Louis, that I think is going to be really interesting when we kick this thing off is Kenny Lawler. Um, you know, there's probably going to be a bidding war. Uh, you know, I've, I've heard rumors that BC's knocking on the door and very, very interested, as you probably have. And the other one is what happens with Andrew Harris? You know, they, they signed Brady Oliveira, so he is back. That means that they could be going younger at Canadian tailback. Brady played well when Andrew was hurt, you know, in the, in the Winnipeg uh, season. So I, I think he's still got some game in him. Yeah. And if you have a good backup Canadian tailback, can you get another championship year out of Andrew Harris? It's, it, that's going to be an interesting story. Yeah. And I, I like that the the two teams who who finished the the, the poorest in, in 2021 in in Ottawa and and Edmonton both making pretty big commitments to get good quick to get yeah. better quick whether it's Chris Jones and whatever he's going to do and we've heard the rumors or Sean Burke and I think you know the parity in the CFL is always going to be something that we come back to we, it, it's great to see the Tie Cats it's great to see the Bombers and back-to-back great cups but I think the league's better when it doesn't matter on any given Thursday Friday Saturday you never really know who's going to come out on top yeah you know when it's it's funny those two teams you mentioned Ottawa and 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 the Edmonton Elks I mean when you when you look at Ottawa, first of all, they fix their quarterback situation. So Jeremiah stays healthy. They've got the quarterback they need. They got the franchise player, and they've got some good young quarterbacks behind them too, and Caleb Evans and a couple of guys. So you you take a look at that situation is really where they need to start. Now, to me, in free agency, they probably look at uh, improving their receiving core. So give the the quarterbacks, give Jeremiah more weapons around him. Um, but Edmonton is an interesting one with Chris Jones. Chris Jones walks into any organization and says, here's my Chris Jones stamp. I'm putting it on everything I do. He goes out and he looks at, at Darius Bowman. He looks at Manny Arsenal and says, come on, guys, I know you're getting up there in age, but I want some veterans on my team. He's going to be a guy that puts a stamp on it. Now, what happens at quarterback with them? Is Arbuckle their guy or not their guy? Um, I think they've got like six right now. If you look on the Canadian Football League website, six quarterbacks that are on their roster right now going, and we're not even in the free agency just yet. So we'll, we'll see what they do at the quarterback position, most important. But Chris Jones is going, Chris Jones stamp, done. I'm starting right away. Yeah. And, and you know what? If there's one thing Chris Jones knows how to do, it's, it's turn around football teams and turn them into champions. Uh, should be a fun week. Should be a fun couple of months, right up until the start of the season. I did the math: hundred and twenty-three days until the Tie Cats open their season. A little bit less until the CFL season kicks off. Uh, Sue, it's always great to catch up with you. Thank you so much for doing this. You got it. And it, correct me if I'm wrong, but first week of the regular season, Tie Cats in Saskatchewan. That's it. Grey Cup in Saskatchewan. There you go. There's your tie-in. Uh, there he goes. Thanks, Suits. <laughs>